When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I want to take you guys back to the basics in this video today, talking about a term that is often used to describe what silver and gold represent, and that is a store of value, right? We hear it all the time. And and I think more often than not, when we think of it as a store of value, what we think of as, what we think is, is that silver and gold over the years, over the decades, over the century and millennia, they have maintained, they have preserved some sort of purchasing power, some sort of value. That That's what we think of as value, that back in the biblical times, the time of the Roman Empire, the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, and today, silver and gold have represented value and the ability to exchange that for something of value. Purchasing power, right? That's really what purchasing power is. However, I think it goes a little deeper than that. Why silver and gold have been valuable for so long goes a little bit deeper, actually quite a bit deeper than that. And that is that silver and gold at their core really, I think, are a store of energy. And energy really is so crucial to the world that we live in. And I'm not talking about that cosmic new age energy, whatever. No, I'm talking about energy uh, from, from a... You know, honestly, from a scientific perspective, from a physical perspective, energy is crucial to biological and human life, specifically organized energy. I mean, you think about what is it that we consume as food? You have carbohydrates and you have lipids, which are a store of energy. Protein store of energy as well, although you don't always use it uh, as as energy. But basically, carbohydrates, carbohydrates, um, and fats are 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 you know, created by oftentimes plants or, or other biological uh, you know, animals, they, they organize that energy into something, right? They, they decrease, I guess, they, they store energy in the bonds of these molecules, right? That's what plants do through photosynthesis. I and mean, what would uh, biological life be without something like photosynthesis? We need some sort of, of process like that to capture that energy, to organize it so that it then can be wielded by biological life like humans. And I know I'm going a little deep here, right? But this is important. And this is absolutely true for for the global economy and society that we see today. I mean, it's it's energy, right? What what do you have that you can use to then exchange for something of value? And I mean, really, what is it? Shelter. You want shelter to keep you out of the elements so that you can, when we're talking about cold, so you can maintain energy so that the environment doesn't take away that energy from you, right? You need food. You need food to, again, restore that energy within your own body, right? You need some sort of heating source or a cooling source to, to, to maintain homeostasis, to, to uh, make sure that, that the environment is not too cool or too hot so that your body can efficiently organize that energy and use it. Right? And, and what do you have to exchange for those things? 
your own energy, your own labor, your own expertise, right? It all comes down to energy here. And that's really what I think silver and gold represent. Yeah, I think a really good comparison to, to make better sense of this would be to compare silver and gold to oil or fossil fuels as a whole. Oil, uh, gasoline, natural gas, propane, coal, whatever you want to call it. They're traded as commodities. And they are maybe the most, uh, the largest markets in the world because of how important that energy is. And really what they represent is stored energy. A certain amount of joules that are stored or calories that are stored within a gallon of gasoline, a barrel of crude oil, a certain amount of, of some sort of uh, natural gas or a certain weight of coal. It represents a stored value that then can be used to make you know, electricity, to drive a car forward, to, to, to um, help a ship move forward through the water. That's really what they represent. And of course, those are, are held in the ground much like silver and gold are. Silver and gold are held in the ground, albeit in very small quantities. Unlike you know many of these these fossil fuels that are held in in, in you know veins of, of coal or large coal deposits or large oil deposits or whatever, silver and gold they're, they're held in deposits, but they're still very dilute when compared to the surrounding minerals and the surrounding rocks. And a certain amount of energy goes into extracting them. I mean, think about the energy that goes into extracting silver and gold. Now, it may be less today than it was in in days past because we aren't just relying on simple tools and human labor. Today, we have uh, machinery. Today, we have much better ways to to find more concentrated ore, etc., etc. But think about the energy that goes in to producing a single ounce of gold or an ounce of silver. You have the, the energy that comes from electricity and fossil fuels and sometimes renewable resources. You have the human labor that goes into running machinery, to, to finding the deposits, to refining it, etc., etc. You have the, uh, the, the energy that goes into um, not only mining it out of the ground and crushing the ore, crushing the rock, but also to actually separating it from all the uh, other uh, in, um, elements. I mean, I'd encourage you to go on YouTube and, and Google, you know, how is silver made? And it's not really how it's made, but, but, you know, how are silver bars are more refined silver made? And it is a complex, capital-intensive, energy-intensive process. And now this this would all be for naught if, if silver and gold weren't at all valued. But they are. They have real applications. And we talk all the time about something like silver, which has... has uh, uh, it can't even put a number on how many applications it has, but it's it's crucial to human life today as we know it, right? The device that you're listening to this on requires silver to work, right? Cars that you drive in require silver. They use silver. The electrical grid, the house or apartment that you live in requires silver. On and on and on. Silver is incredibly useful and, and gold has its uses too. So they have that type of, I guess, intrinsic value or that use, that utility Valuation, but then they also have how shall I put it more subjective value as well. People see silver and gold as as a, a status symbol, 
They they enjoy how it looks in the form of jewelry uh, to 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 um, I guess uh, you know decorate uh, palaces and whatnot. You know they they have that more subjective value that is placed on them as well. And and that's you know really why we see in the case of silver, you know uh, something like a billion troy ounces come into the market each year, right? These are these are precious metals after all. They are precious from a subjective but also from a utility perspective. And I think they're going to be for years, for decades, even centuries to come. And that's again going back to why they're a store of value but also a store of energy. Not only do they preserve their purchasing power, but they preserve the amount of energy that went into extracting it from the ground. Well, first locating it in the ground, extracting it, refining it, uh, you know, minting it or pressing it into a bar. All of that required energy. And that's what silver and gold represent, a store of energy. And, and that's really, you know, maybe one of the core reasons as to why silver and gold act so well as a hedge, as a store of value, as protection against inflation, protection against erosion of, of money, of, of other you know paper assets, bonds, uh, the stock market, etc. Because they represent energy, right? You can't get that with other assets. I mean, sure, uh, fiat, fiat money, theoretically, represents energy in the sense that you get paid in fiat for labor that you put into something, right? You pay fiat for things that you drive energy from, whether that's food or, or something you're going to use to store energy like gasoline or silver and gold. But really, what is fiat? It's, it's, it's just a medium of exchange. It's, it's a currency that has no real value to it other than the paper or the cloth that it's printed on. Right? There's no other real value to it. There's no energy that is stored by fiat. The only energy that theoretically would be stored is because of, you know, that that's what the government deems as, as legal tender. Or how about bonds? I mean, bonds are simply a claim on fiat. The stock market, or stocks, equities, their claim on, on the value of the company, future earnings, a certain amount of future earnings of the company, again, denominated in fiat currency. Right? It's pretty difficult to find assets that store, truly store value and not just are some sort of paper claim on, you know, some sort of medium of exchange of energy, of value. That really leaves us with commodities, which there's a whole host of. I already mentioned many of them. You have silver and gold, but then you also have fossil fuels, and you have uh, uh, the, the more perishable commodities like grains. You have many other metals like like you know zinc and lead and copper and and and, and iron and, and and all these other you know metals and you have other sorts of commodities and minerals and whatnot that can be seen as a store of value but none of them check all the boxes that silver and gold do compact store of wealth but also common enough to be uh, uh, feasibly used by the masses to store energy which is not the case for some of those rarer uh, metals or rarer minerals out there, but they're also not so common that their value can be absolutely devalued like that of, of you know, a lot of the base metals or a lot of the industrial metals like iron, zinc, and copper and whatnot. Those are held in massive quantities and to store value. Are they store value? Yeah, absolutely. Store of energy as well. But 
to store a large amount of energy is just not feasible for most people. I mean, we're talking tons and tons of, of, of some of these elements, some of these metals, to store the same equivalent of, of an ounce of, of silver or an ounce of gold. Just not feasible. Um, energy, uh, like fossil fuels, you can do that, but but they sometimes have a shelf life. And of course, we go back to the, the size. I mean, what is what is the cost of a barrel of oil? So, what, upwards of $60, I think, depending on what index, what type of oil. $60, and I think a barrel is, what, 55 gallons? That's a lot of space. It's just not feasible. Same thing goes for most of the other forms of energy out there, unless you're holding, I don't know, uh, like, you know, rods of uranium or something like that. That's just not that's just not feasible. And then you have the other commodities, the softer commodities that are perishable, like, like grains or, or, I don't know, fruits, vegetables, right? Um, uh, meats, those are all perishable. Are they a store of energy? Yeah, absolutely. Very important, vital, perhaps the most vital with the exception of maybe fossil fuels to maintaining human life. We need food, right? To maintain human life. Never mind the ability to, to transport and, 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 and heat houses and whatnot from fossil fuels. Food's incredibly important, but it is perishable. And it's not a very compact store of wealth either. Silver and gold, check those boxes. They're a store of wealth, value, energy. Plus, they also easily you know, split up. It doesn't matter if you're trading a half an ounce, a quarter ounce, a full ounce of, of a silver or gold. Uh, once you split it up, there's not really any value lost there. They have a an extensive history being used by humans as silver and gold, or, or as 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 money, as a store of wealth, as 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 a you know some form of a of a means of exchange, right? You know, I wonder sometimes if, if in some sort of an alternative universe, if something else could have filled that spot. I don't know. Maybe there's other you know elements out there. There's certainly other you know uh, platinum group metals like you know, like platinum or palladium or something like that. But really, a lot of it comes back to silver and gold. They they seem to kind of be that right amount of quantity in the crust of the earth to, to kind of fill that role. Not too common, not too rare, right? And so I could go on and on talking about kind of what defines a good store of energy and really silver and gold over the long term. We're talking years, decades, centuries, millennia here. Silver and gold, check all the boxes. And that's why they are revered for what they are. Now, with that being said, It's important to understand that just because I'm talking about them as a store of value, a store of energy, that doesn't mean that their purchasing power or how they're valued by others is always going to be a constant. For example, over the last 10 years, we've seen a, a very rapid uh, increase and then a decrease in the fiat and the purchasing power of silver and gold. That has not coincided with inflation. It outpaced inflation. And since 2012, 2013, uh, certainly since the peak in 2011, they have not kept pace with inflation. It's a small sample. It's a small time frame, but they haven't, right? On the other hand, you guys know that I am bullish on silver and gold as, as a, in terms of purchasing power, not just in fiat terms. That in the future, their purchasing power, what an ounce of gold, what an ounce of silver can purchase, I think is going to go up. Not only because of decline in the other assets, but also because of the simple dynamics of supply and demand. They're going to be in a higher demand and therefore are going to be valued higher. 
There's still gonna be storing energy, uh, energy storage, uh, way to store energy, store value. But I think their actual value in terms of, of purchasing power is going to go up. So I think that's a really important thing to understand as well. But but I hope that this video has been helpful. I hope it's it's been in, uh, insightful or educational about what silver and gold really are, and and why they are so unique. I mean, why why is it that I come on here week after week talking about silver and gold? Uh, it's because they are so unique in the financial realm, in what really financial markets, what the economy and what the human body is all about, and that is is energy. They tick boxes that stocks, bonds, fiat other metals, fossil fuels, grains, meats, etc. cannot tick. They, they do not meet the same criteria. And that's why silver and gold are so unique. And that's why I'm such a fan of them as a means of long-term store of value, especially in these times of overvalued stock markets, bonds, uh, and, and fiat currencies that, that are always being eaten away by the, the, uh, the big I word, inflation. So as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. If you have future ideas for, for videos, uh, share them with me because I'd love to to talk about it. If you have questions or whatever, let me know down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.